You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Did you make your tea? I already drank it, man. Oh, NXT yeah. time. I uh, know. I had a chamomile. Soft. And now that it's over, I'll never be sober. I couldn't believe, but now I'm so high. And now that it's over, I'll never be sober. I couldn't believe, but now I'm so high. But now I'm so high. Hello. Hooray! Braden Harrington here, alongside bartender Dave. With, That's me. With our second, uh, <laughs> second episode of Up Next, formerly What's Next. Um, but but Dave, number two is a good number for us because uh, thank you to all our listeners, uh, new and of the past, and all all the people who listened last week and subscribed. Because we were number two on the iTunes charts uh, for for Canada for uh, sports and rec podcasts, which is uh, yeah. amazing. So shout out to everyone who uh, who are listening. And, and, and if you're listening to us right now and you don't know who we are, uh, we're probably not the podcast called Up Next that you were looking for. But <laughs> thanks for everyone who is listening to us. Um, Dave, how are you? I am doing absolutely fantastic. It is incredibly late, but I am wired and ready to go. Yes. Baby. This is amazing. So I made Dave stay up late today because uh, I have uh, I have taken like uh, the storyline here is that uh, I have become now bartender Bray as well as mm-hmm. bartender Dave now. But uh, my friend uh, Davy Boy, he has been helping me uh, training me on becoming a bartender so I can get some shifts. So I've been working bartender shifts, but uh, to pay some bills in the meantime, I've also taken uh, a job up in retail. Yes, which is retail. something I've, I've never ever done. So uh, it's very interesting. But I had a shift today. I couldn't switch it and take it off. And you know, I need to make money somehow. So uh, I made Dave. Poor bartender Dave had to stay up. And w- what did you do to t- while you were waiting for me? Oh, I've been uh, researching, um, watching like- my wife sleep while uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones is playing on the television and uh yeah you know just just all that good stuff i'm ready to go <laughs> but your kids are already in bed obviously it's, it's now oh one God. past 1 a.m so your kids are asleep 
Yeah, they they go to bed at about eight o'clock. We we have uh, strict bedtimes. We're not one of those uh, uh, go forth stoner type couples that let their kids stay up at uh, all hours of the night. No, they they <laughs> they go to bed at eight thirty in the morning or eight thirty at night. <laughs> eight thirty in the morning. Your kids yeah, are wake up at six, go back to bed. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well. Yeah. No, it's been it, it's been a good day. It's uh, you know, it's been a long one, but uh, I am so hyped for this. I am so happy to be part of the post wrestling family and. Uh, uh, just, right off the bat, I just want to do a big thank you to all the post-wrestling family, to John, Way, Brian, Brother Nate, Benno, Martin, Ollie. We even got a Dan Levransky sighting on the uh, Strong Style Evolved review I this know, week. which was crazy. Did you, Did you watch the show? Oh, my no, God. No, I didn't see it. Golden Lovers just... and Young Bucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, Life I know. I saw, I, I saw clips of it. I saw that uh, the little botch at the end that... Uh, uh, who's the one guy's name? Oh, I'm, I'm sounding terrible oh, here. I don't follow New Japan. Yeah, Bushi, how he kind of flipped over no the top rope. No one flipped over anything. It was amazing. no, he did, he he did it perfectly. It was it was awesome. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you know that uh, Dan the Mouth Lavransky is on Twitter? Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's at like Doctor Mouth. Doctor Mouth. Oh yes, that's his uh, Instagram. So at Doctor Mouth. Yeah, is, follow uh, him. He's fantastic. But uh, yeah, a big thank you to everybody for uh, welcoming us on and a big thank you to all the uh, the fans and the, the listeners and uh, everybody out there. It's been great. And uh, the, the love and support is just just amazing. And oh, and uh, speaking of uh, the quote unquote expats, a quick shout out to uh, the great Jason Agnew as wait, he's what? host. No, Jason, Agnew, you no, remember fuck that guy. Oh, come on. He's fantastic. <laughs> hey, he can't. He's not here to yell at me anymore. He can't defend himself. So I can say whatever <laughs> I want. All these I years, all these years of him being mean to me. You know how mean he is? He's terrible. <laughs> he's a terrible, terrible human being. You know who he is? He's the kind of guy who has a picture of himself as his phone wallpaper. That's who Jason Agnew is. <laughs> I saw that tweet earlier. <laughs> so no, we're not get, no, not on my this is my show now. Oh, come on, this man. Is I'm my right here show too. Now, who do who do you think you are, Dave? Oh god. I on love that Jason note, Agnew. though, April 6th <laughs> at the Comedy Bar. Strikes Nine Mania four, 2. Strikes not, Mania 2. Come see it. Come see Two strikes, two strikes a mania, if you will. Uh, Jason Agnew has a great show on uh, that Friday, the Friday before WrestleMania. If you are in the city of Toronto or the GTA or anything like that, come to the Comedy Bar for Strikes a Mania 2. Um, we'll all be there. Are you going to be there? Yeah, I'm going to be there. 945 Bloor Street West, right across the street from Ossington Station. Tickets are at $15, available at twostrikescomedy.com. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Nug from Aftermath, he's always there. Yep. He kills it. I think Santino's playing. Uh, yeah, Santino's there. Yeah, RJ City's going to be there. So, yeah. so come say hello to to uh, to us, including uh, Jason, Bartender Dave, and myself. We will be there. I'm going to be a little late, but I'm going to be there. Uh, it'll yep. be it'll be funny. Um, yeah. I, 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 I st Me and Jason, we're okay. I mean... <laughs> We're okay. Considering I live in his house, hopefully he doesn't listen to this and I'm kicked out. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's our date night. Uh, we got the kids. Kids are uh, at my grandparents that night, so we're uh, uh, me and my wife are going to be there. It's going to be so, fantastic. Uh, it, like you're you're a married. You see, I'm I'm a youngin, and you're a married. Yes, not, you're a, you're married. So like when you have the kids away for an evening, or maybe more than an evening, a weekend, or something like that, isn't it like the, I would imagine it's like the best thing ever. 
Uh, well, like, like it, it's it's fantastic. It's it, it's a great time, but like, not taking anything away from the time I spend with my kids. I yeah. love them too. You, but you're yeah, a it's, good, it's, you're a good father, Dave. You take your kids oh. to wrestling shows. Oh, I do. Yeah, they're 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 huge. And marks. you sent me. You, they are. They're. <laughs> I too sweeted them once. Um, true story. Um, you're, you also sent me a, a picture today, a text today of you and your kid were like uh, one of your kids. Sorry, I believe it was Hollis. Um, yes, you were you were drawing. Or something. Oh no, coloring? we weren't just drawing. We were coloring. We were we were coloring. There, you know, the velvet art. Remember velvet art when you were a kid? How you sure. just filled in? Yeah, yeah, we were doing velvet art uh, this afternoon. Do it was not, a lot. Of fun. Do because you were drawing, coloring in like fish and things. But why don't they? I'm sure they do have, but like WWE coloring books or something. Like oh that? yes, I've got a few of them actually. Because like adult coloring books are a huge thing now. Like what? adult coloring books? I, I, like are we I, talking I, X-rated? No, 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 no. You're right. That does sound like that, doesn't it? Uh, I'm talking like just like adults that color are, is a huge thing now. Like, Google, like look this up. It's, I've met so many people that are into to doing this. I, I've not done it myself, but uh, also like paint nights are, are a huge thing in, in the city and stuff. But like, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. It all sounds blue. It all sounds X-rated to me. <laughs> you just color in <laughs> boobies and stuff. Um, but but um, you 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 told me that your wife uh, took your one of your kids to see Justin Timberlake. Like what a few weeks ago? Uh, yes, yeah, it was at the ACC. Uh, uh, Natalie took uh, Dustin t for his birthday to uh, Justin Timberlake. He absolutely loved it. It was great. He got a nice, uh, real cool T-shirt. He was sporting it all, uh, proud and everything. And it was he he really enjoyed it. And I think Natalie uh, liked it even more than he did. So they're both uh, Justin Timberlake fans. Huge, yeah. huge. I've seen Justin him a few Timberlake times. Fans. He's great. Um, but wait, yeah. it was his first concert ever. Yeah, his first concert ever. Yeah, Dave, I have to ask you what. What was your first concert ever? I feel like a lot of people are are listening very closely now because you're you you you're a music kind of guy too. Yes, yeah, huge huge music guy. Um, Did, can you first... can you? Sorry to cut you off already. Yeah, but can you judge someone on their first concert because like you no you can't because it's their first one. Maybe someone took them there or maybe yep. you know. So what was yours? Uh, my parents took uh, exactly. me and my sister Angelique to uh, the Mamas and the Papas Ooh. and. Uh, in 1985 yeah, at the forum the old forum in ontario place and the turtles opened up for him it, it wasn't the original obviously it wasn't the original lineup for the mamas and the papas sure. since cass elliott died but uh it was a reformed version of them and uh yeah it was 1985 uh at the forum in ontario I place know both of those bands are you shocked no, no, they're not at all. They're, they're, iTunes, so. they're huge oh yeah you got happy together by the turtles of course and yeah and, you know, their you other song yeah but no what was your first <laughs> concert um, I think my dad took me to see the Bare Naked Ladies at Massey Hall back in oh, the nice. you know, two, early 2000s, probably when before the guy did a bunch of coke and left the band and all that stuff. Well, you don't know that. Well, before he left the band, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> True. Come on, it's the True. music industry, baby. Um, well, well, but I know you've you've been to like a million more. Con I mean, your 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 son Dustin now can say like his first concert was Justin Timberlake. Like years years beyond that'll probably yes. be a huge thing when he mentions that to people like oh yeah it was nothing it was just oh yeah for sure yeah. Um, but what was the, like the the best concert you've ever been to can you answer oh. can anyone actually i've been doing this thing where oh. you ever you know like in the world of listen i'm i'm single now dave and yeah. uh, um i'm not very good with the ladies so my 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 opening line is usually talking about uh, favorite concerts because you can tell a lot about someone when you ask about their favorite concert that they've been to you can yeah. get really uh, a good perspective of someone 
Um, so, so what would you say? Cause you're not just going to tell me one. No, no one uh, can just say one unless you've literally been well, to one concert. Uh, okay. Well, you go back through the, like, oh, like you said, I'm an older gentleman. Are you? Uh, uh, I'm 43. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. I saw, uh, like, okay, well, like I've seen the, the stones in 89. Damn. I've seen David Bowie in a thousand seat venue. Wow. Uh, Rancid, White Zombie, The Cult. Yeah, I know uh, you have some Travis, cool. Like, you have a cool. Faith no yeah, more, you're a rock. Biohazard. Wow. Headstones. I've seen Clutch on five different tours. Megadeth, Skid Row, Cinderella, King's X. I've even seen uh, one of John Pollock's favorite uh, groups, Serial Joe. I saw them open up for. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Naked. Creed. No, <laughs> but I got okay. I got to see my guitar idol, the guy who made me learn to play guitar or inspired me to play sure. guitar. Uh, Tracy Guns. He played for a group called L.A. Guns. He was actually the original Guns in Guns and Roses. What? A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I but didn't... Uh, I I saw him uh, at a grungy little bar on Queen Street across from the mental institution where uh, he signed my arm and I later had it tattooed into my skin. Uh, but that wasn't my favorite. That was I, I saw I've seen Blues Traveler open for Soundgarden, followed by Pearl Jam and then headlined by what? Neil Young. And that was the oh night where God. I realized that I loved my my now wife and couldn't be without her. But my favorite and I, I can I can pinpoint this. I can pinpoint this. My favorite concert of you have a lot of you have a lot of concerts you've been to <laughs> i got tons man okay, and that's well, not even what was, what was your favorite, favorite favorite my favorite concert uh would have been uh october 12th of last year uh at the dakota tavern have you ever been to the dakota tavern yes yeah it's, so it's it's here in the in toronto it's uh right at uh, 249 ossington it's a tiny little bar seats maybe uh like you got like maybe 40 or 50 people it's standing room only uh and the the stage is no higher than 10 10 inches and i saw barney bentall Okay, and I know that this name most likely doesn't mean anything to anyone. I'm sorry, I don't but, know who it is. Exactly, but this man has been in my life since I was 14 years old. Like that's 30 years. Like he's seen seen me through my lows, my highs. Like every Wait time. Wait a second, I you helped. actually know this person? Well, no, I don't know him, but like he's like his music. Right. Okay. Has been in my life. Like okay. he's seen me through my lows, my highs. Every time I held a razor to my wrist and wanted to like end it all, he's sung me out of it. Okay. You know, and it's been the soundtrack, or it still is the soundtrack of the going the the ongoing love affair that I have with my wife. Right. Okay. And I got to meet him. I was standing right there, three feet from him, watching him sing, and like I got to shake his hand. I got to thank him, uh, and. It was like uh, the most emotional night I've ever had. And he's just everything to me when it comes to music. He's just just amazing. Like we named our firstborn Dustin is named after his son, Dustin. Wow. It's like and I got to meet him. He It was like a bucket list concert. OK. And I and I had these great expectations of how it would be. And it was it just blew it out of the water. Wow. It was like the most amazing. No, night but of see, that's a that's an amazing answer, though. Like going back to what I said, like, yeah, you just named yeah. it a crazy amount. You have seen some good things. Yeah. Oh, I but saw Pantera this one. Too. This Great. one like clearly means the most to you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter to anyone else. This was the one that like was was the one yeah. for you. So that's but, great okay. everybody, everybody after this show, YouTube, something to live for by Barney Bentall. You will know that song. All right. Trust me. You will know it. But what's your what was your favorite concert of all time? Oh, God. Um, it's hard. It's hard just to, to say I've seen I'm a huge, huge uh, Nine Inch Nails fan. 
I've seen them many times when they broke, well, not broken up because it's really just Trent Reznor and his live band, but mm-hmm. so many times when he's like, and we're touring again, we're back, here's a new album. I've seen them a bunch. I've seen Linkin Park a few times. Oh, nice. Um, I really, I'm a big fan. I, I, I've obviously seen a lot of hip hop shows and I know a lot yep. of people are like, who probably listen to the show are like, oh, how can that be? I've seen um, Childish Gambino twice. He's done two sets of tours and I've been on both of them and I've been literally like on stage. I went to the Hammerstein Ballroom with my friend Shane who's in a wheelchair <laughs> and because we were, he's in a wheelchair, they let us pretty much go on stage during this whole, at the Hammerstein, we started an ECW chant by the way. Are you serious? And it caught, it legit caught on and it was great. But like, I was like basically touching this dude, child, uh, Donald Glover, Childs Gambino, I'm a huge fan. He was really good, but I saw him here in Canada at Echo Beach years and years prior to that for the camp tour, and I, it blew me away. But um, yeah, I don't know. I can't just pick one. I, I, I'm the wor- I'm asking you all these things, and I can't even uh, pick one. I really, I saw. Um, I'm gonna sound like a total Toronto millennial, but I've seen uh, I've seen Drake a few times, but I've seen The Weekend. Um, kind of before he really blew up uh, years. He must have years. done a good show. Actually, like back because now his stuff is really pop. Um, I'm a huge fan of his older stuff. His voice is like Michael Jackson in 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 concert. Like some of his really? songs, and he plays with a live band. And when you when when you're someone like me who really likes hip hop and R and B, it's hard to find artists that actually play with a live band because most of the time they have a DJ. He clicks play, the guy raps over the song. It's kind of cheating. Like it's not really yeah. that that great, right? But when you're a singer or a performer and you you have a live band that backs you up, that's the, the like I mentioned, Childish Gambino. He plays with the live band behind him, so it really does something to it. Um, Jay Z plays with the live band um, nice. sometimes. I've seen Eminem as well, front row, and he plays with a, a live band. But I'm not a huge Eminem guy, but it, he was still good. But well, I don't speaking, know. Of, speaking of hip hop, have you ever seen The Roots? I've never seen. Uh, oh, I I technically. They played for someone. They played backing band for someone once, and I saw them. Because I would have loved to. Have yeah, seen them. yeah. They like, play. I bet you they put on an yeah, amazing. Yeah, they do some things where it's like they'll they'll play with someone and they'll. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of artists I want to see still, but a, a lot of the music I listen to, like the people, unfortunately, are are no longer with us. They're passed away. Right. Like Jim Morrison of the Doors is someone I wish, I wish, I wish. If I ever talk to like obviously uh, someone way older than me and they mentioned that they've saw the doors at some part in their life i like ask them everything about it i go crazy <laughs> about it um so yeah I, I i don't know i can't really pick just one but i love uh, i love it but i'm glad that your your son dustin can say that justin timberlake was his first one because yeah no that's a big one like that the, the pictures they showed me of this concert were just amazing yeah, like I, I i'm kind of mad that i didn't get to see it i'm not a huge justin timberlake fan but i would have loved to yeah, have seen that's another show. thing like i've seen so many shows when someone's simply like hey here's a free ticket why would anyone turn down a free ticket to anything like if someone's like hey you want to go see the show i don't really know what it is but hey why not let's go it's a live show yeah. it's art why just wouldn't like you want to see right? somebody's art yeah, exactly yeah. exactly What's the best wrestling show you've been to? Oh, man. Uh, probably that takeover that we went to. Oh, hands down, takeover Toronto. DIY yeah, versus crazy. the revival. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I now have to change my answer to Wrestle Kingdom 12. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> not to, you know, oh, let me just uh, pull that out. Let me now. just yeah, rub that in your face, Dave. <laughs> um, I have to say that Wrestle Kingdom... 12 was my favorite show I've been to uh, 
it defeats everything else. But most of the time, were there any big uh, matches on that card? Yeah, there's nothing. You probably never heard of it. You probably never watched it. Have you heard of uh, Chris Jericho? Nah, never mind. Uh, most of the time, though, I have to say, I Vanilla love Midget. <laughs> yeah, true. Most of the time, I have to say the Ring of Honor shows I've been to have been the most fun shows. I've, I've More fun than any of the Raws I've been to throughout my life. Ring of Honor. Yeah, those like ones that they do here in Toronto, yeah, those see, what, the cross promotion yeah, ones their, are good. Yeah, they do the New They've been doing New Japan crossover Ring of Honor shows in Toronto here for years, and they've been so fun. Good shows yeah. top to bottom, and it's always just a riot. But I, 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 I always meet Wei Ting in the washroom every time that I go into one of those shows. Wait a second. <laughs> no, not like that. Even at the even at the NXT show in Mississauga last month, like I ran into him in the washroom. I didn't even know he was you there. Guys, and I'm like, you guys picked the right matches. That's how you know you're in the post wrestling family, dude. You know when the pee break is. Yes, you know. Oh, that's great. I love this show. <laughs> Welcome back, Dave. Hey, uh, should we talk about NXT? What is up next, Dave? Let's do it. All right. All right. I feel like we rambled about music for so long, but <laughs> it was uh, so much fun. <laughs> now we're going to get people tweeting us uh, their favorite concerts. Actually, oh, yes. yeah. Bring do it that. On. Yeah. Do it. At do the it. Brady. At what's your Twitter, Dave? Bartender Dave 74. Tweet us your favorite concerts. Uh, maybe some pictures that you've uh, taken. Um, I'm always interested. Um, but let's go into this week's NXT. Dave, it's two weeks away from TakeOver NOLA. I believe. Mm-hmm. Less than two weeks away. Yeah, technically, right. So uh, the card itself is definitely shaping up to be maybe the best one yet. We always oh say that. Oh, God, but, yes. But, yeah, uh, I have to say this one looks very good. Well, tonight's episode starts off with the Black Heart, Tomasa Champa, arriving at full sale um, outside during the day. And all the, the, the crowd of people are waiting to get in, and he's walking past them, and they're booing him. I love mm, Can I interrupt for a yeah, second? For sure. Did you notice what he pulled up in? No, I didn't. <laughs> it's a shiny new Ford Escape. And this caught me off guard because, like, I I, I just found it odd to see them using a Ford Escape when Ford just finished suing John Cena. <laughs> didn't he win, though? Didn't Cena win? Or is it still happening? I, I'm not sure how yeah. it like like, but that was ridiculous that with that GT supercar thing. <laughs> yeah, did, maybe that's just how heel he is, Dave. He's yeah. <laughs> what's the most heelish car you could pull up in though? Like, if, oh, like what's? Man. I'm not a car person, so I don't even drive. Yeah, so, nor am I. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the, I guess the Dragula 1981 <laughs> Citation. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> it's one of my favorite cars of all time. It's a little shit box. They all rusted out, but I still love them. A gremlin? I'd show up in a gremlin. Yeah, exactly. The Garthmobile. Uh, so Blackheart Tomasa Champo rolls up in the Garthmobile. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's walking in and everyone's booing him. And he sees William Regal just, just hanging out outside, you know. Just hanging, just hanging out. out, looking all hungover. Yo, he looks like he had a rager last night. He looks <laughs> like he went for some late night cheeky Nandos. 
<laughs> Yo, William Regal. Look, I, I'm glad you said that. I mm-hmm. I thought I was being in my own head. I was like, man, Regal looks a little beat up. <laughs> yeah, Regal Regal had a date with Captain Morgan last night. <laughs> or no, that's not very. That's not a British drink. He had a Captain Phil. <laughs> he had some uh, some G and T. What do British people drink? Like alcohol? Like al- like what drink drinks do they drink? They put alcohol in their tea. Ale. <laughs> Ales. Yeah, I don't know. William Regal looked a little hungover. Uh, well, Tomasa Champa finds him. Uh, they start talking. He yells at Regal. He says, what type of place are you running here? This guy, Johnny Gargano, has attacked me in the ring last week. He's been showing up at my house at 3 a.m. You need to put a stop to this. Regal says, <laughs> he says, you know what? I am, I am going to put a stop to this. At TakeOver New Orleans, in an unsanctioned match, it will be Johnny Gargano against Tomasa Champa. And he walks off. And obviously, the Blackheart here is very mad. So he, he, he storms into the full sail after Regal. And the crowd is still booing him. And an interviewer slash camera guy tries to, uh, uh, Chaba, can I have a word with you? And he tells him to F off. And he walks into the place. <laughs> I just thought this was funny. Like, it's like, oh, okay, so he's going to get banished a second time now? Like, all right, cool. And I could hear the ghost of Jason Agnew going, fire that sound guy. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the sound guy was a little, there was some weird things. Because it was outside here. The crowd's kind of there. It's windy and, and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it got the point across. So so mm-hmm. uh, the Blackheart versus Gargano. At NOLA, we all knew it was kind of coming. Uh, this is one of the biggest matchups WrestleMania weekend, in my opinion. We finally, finally get to see DIY uh, go against each other here. Uh, it, it sounds great, even with this. Yep, amen to that. It's big time. Can't wait to see this. The show te- uh, really starts off, and William Regal is now in the middle of the ring. Uh, he says that NXT is here, and we're the future, we're all that, but we are here to prove that we are the best in all regions of the world, he says, we already have the UK championship and it's brought us a lot of fantastic performers. Look at all the people we ha- now have seen in, in NXT because of that, that mm-hmm. title. He goes, well, now at TakeOver New Orleans, we will debut the North American championship. Yep. And so if you thought NXT needed another championship, well, you thought, right? Right. Yeah, I guess. There you go. It's your new championship. Well, someone heard about this, and I am the one... I am in the top 1%. EC3 comes down to the ring here in Full Sail, making his debut here in NXT. Um, Morrow says, what does EC stand, stand for? He said it stands for a formula for success. Realistically, though, what does EC3 stand for now? Does it still stand uh, for Ethan Carter the third? Well, that's yeah. I, I'm uh, I, I couldn't figure that out either. And okay. like I'm I was watching it with uh, my wife Natalie, and she just looked and she's like, "This guy failed physics. It's E equals MC squared. What the uh, hell's it wrong with this guy?" <laughs> good thing your wife doesn't host this show. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she listens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, Natalie. EC three is here because somebody uh, they because Hugh Morris got canned. Um, EC three <laughs> is here because they don't drug test in NXT. No, I'm joking. Oh, EC three has a new theme song, and I really don't like it. Although he makes a mention of it later, I'll get to that. EC three comes down. Uh, mm-hmm. He mouths the words to his new theme song. Obviously, he's had it for a while on his iPod. He says. <laughs> William Regal, I am here. And the crowd starts chanting, EC3, EC3. He goes, oh, keep that going. I deserve that. 
keep the chant going, which is very funny. He is yeah. fantastic on the microphone. I'm a huge fan of EC3 on the stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says, William Regal, wow, you gave me such a lucrative contract. You even got me this theme song. It's a banger. He's wrong. It's not. He says, no. wow, thank you so much. And you are congratulating me on my debut with a new North American championship on my first day. Wow, thank you. William Regal says, well, well, actually, no. That's not what I'm doing at all. But in fact, you will have an opportunity to challenge for this new title. But you will face, is it five others in a ladder match? Or four others in a ladder match? I'm already getting my own thing. Five others. Five others. Five others in a ladder match. And EC3 says, fine, well, bring it on. So mm -hmm. at TakeOver, we will have a, a, a six-way ladder match to determine the brand new North American champion. So we'll get to see that. Uh, what yeah. do you think about that, Dave? Uh, I thought uh, the segment was good. I, yeah, I, I, I can't remember much of him when he was, uh, what was it, Derek Bateman? Uh, yes. Uh, um, so technically, yeah, technically, this is not his debut in NXT. It's kind yes. of a re-debut. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was what, Mr. America or something like that, uh, Derek Bateman, which I kind of liked back then. I loved mm -hmm. his stupid promos back then. They were really funny, the vignettes and stuff. But, yeah. And uh, I, yeah. I, didn't I, I haven't followed any of his stuff in TNA, so I don't know any of that. But I liked his cocky confidence. I thought that was good. The NX3 chant was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and uh, you don't uh, – somebody's got to tell him that he doesn't have to flex so much when you're wearing a suit. Seriously, you got to let the suit do the work for you. You don't have to work to make the suit look good, <laughs> you know. It just it, it bugged me. And of, like we saw a bunch of uh, different superstars. You might be able to fill me in on this because of your age. Yeah. Um, we saw a bunch of different superstars in their street clothes, and they all seem to be wearing brown shoes. Is this a big thing now? I, I don't know. I only wear Chucks, Dave. Oh, okay. That's not, what I, I don't thought. have a lot of money, so. They all wore brown, like, loafers. I noticed. Or... I noticed it. Yeah. I mean, loafers is a thing. Yeah, I guess so. It's... But I like the nice handshake to end it. He, it, 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 he still it played came a across face. really well. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't play a heel. He will... Like a smarmy face he will almost. Yeah, like... yeah. There's hints. Yeah. There's hints. He will definitely, definitely be a heel uh, very, very soon. The problem I have with EC3 um, is I don't, I'm not a fan of his in-ring work. His matches to me are so. If if we were to go to an NXT show tomorrow, Dave, and it was EC3 mm -hmm. on the card, I would go to the bathroom and see waiting there because <laughs> we would be we would be missing an EC3 match. If he was cutting a promo, it would probably be really good to see. He's very funny. I find he's very natural on the microphone. I feel like he would be like an actor or something. But his in ring has never impressed me. But He's in NXT now. This is what this is for. You're you're yeah, here to exactly. get better. So I really I really want him to get better. I, I feel that's like that's what I was potential. wondering because I I've never seen him in ring or I can't remember him in ring. Exactly. So like exactly. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I, I, perfect. I, I, I've 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 seen a lot of his stuff where he's talking and and it's, he's really funny. He's really good. I think he gets pro wrestling. I just maybe the actual wrestling part. I don't know. We got to see mm -hmm. figure that out. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see him here in, in NXT. I feel like he's a main roster guy for sure. I feel like he's, oh, yeah, he's going to sure. be there sooner than later. Um, so we have to find out who the rest of these competitors are in this match, which we will later in the episode. So it cuts to a, a backstage shot. And uh, Morrow says that we are waiting for the arrival of Cien uh, Andrade and we're waiting for Aleister Black. They're both not here at the arena yet, but Aleister Black is, is scheduled to be here live tonight in a match or something along those lines. 
Um, then we go to the NXT Control Center. Sounds like the like command center or something. I like weird. it. Uh, Charlie is there. She's giving us a rundown of the Dusty Classic. She's hot. <laughs> she, she works out a lot. I follow her on oh, Instagram. Man. All she does is just she's got guns. There I think she's training. She might be a, a wrestler soon. I like it. Um, yeah, I like Charlie too. She's just very like she, she's too serious sometimes. <laughs> um, I still think she's good. Uh, she reminds us that tonight in the semifinals we have a few matches here: Sanity against Strong and Dunn, and the Street Profits versus AOP. Um, we come back from break and we have TM sixty one. Remember those mm-hmm. guys? Remember yeah, TM sixty one? Yes. The Aussies, yes. the High Flyers. Well, they're here. Yep. They're backstage in the performance center. The cameraman slash interviewer is asking them uh, a bunch of questions like, hey, you know, you guys re-debuted after a long injury and you lost right away in the Dusty Classic. Like, doesn't that suck? And they're like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you feel about that? You losers. <laughs> you losers. You lost. Uh, he says, um, it, the interviewer is like, yeah, like you guys didn't do that great. So they're, they're still the faces, the faces here. And they're like, uh, they're just faces. They're, they're saying, you know, um, we, we need to get better. We're going to take, take a second to, to look at everything. We got to work on ourselves. We need to beat other people to get better. And they keep talking and talking. But because the, that year off didn't help them at all. <laughs> they're, 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 they're doing this whole thing with a window behind them in the performance center. Yes. And there's a conversation going on in the room behind them, behind the glass, between what I thought was Shayna Baszler and someone else. And I was correct because all of a sudden Ember Moon walks into that frame of this all while TM61 is still answering questions in this interview. And the interviewer realizes that Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler are now confronting each other in the performance center. And the interviewer's like, uh, uh, I gotta, I gotta go. Sorry, guys. And yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> leaves them to go into the next room, goes around to find Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon now going at it at each other in the performance center. They're fighting each other. Um, it's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was so funny um <laughs> funny on the part that he just decides you know what tm61 y'all are jobbers i'm gonna go watch this because this is way <laughs> more interesting this is so great um I, actually though i really thought this was good because yeah. it shows that people are like hanging out in the performance center they're all there and stuff like that it makes sense like kayfabe wise if two people hate each other but have to train and and do all this stuff and see each other all the time they're bound to run into each other and and fight so oh yeah for sure i just thought it was so funny that it was tm61 yeah getting yeah i feel kind of i feel kind of bad for tm61 because they 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 do have uh, a lot of talent and uh the only thing is that i I got from this was shane thorne should stop grabbing his chin so much Like when he's thinking there, he looks like an Australia's answer to Eminem. Have you ever noticed how Eminem's always grabbing his chin when he's asked questions? It's just like, come on. Okay, man. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Dick Miller has nice eyes. <laughs> sure. The and I really hate the submission magician. No, I love it. Morrow calls Shayna. Morrow Nalo calls Shayna Baszler the submission magician. I was fine I with the Queen it. of Spades. What the hell is this? I love it. It's so great. <laughs> submission magician. Yeah, I like the Queen of Spades. Obviously, that's her like nickname, nickname, but. Um, everyone can have a few side nicknames. It's Mamma Mia. It's, <laughs> uh, you're just mad because he blocked you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Moro. <laughs> um, we get a shot here 
of Cien Almas and uh, Zelina. They have arrived here at Full Sail, so we're, we're, we're interested to see what they have to say later on. We now oh, have... and by the way, I did uh, look up Full Snack. You looked up what a Full Snack is? Yes, All thank right. you for that. Tell, tell I, me I'm using a... it day to day now. Do you call your wife a Full Snack? Oh, God, do I ever. Okay, good. <laughs> Um, whole snack, whole snack, whole snack, whatever, whole, snack. whole, whole meal, Dave, really. Oof. Um, I like the way this is going. Zelina, Zelina is a whole snack. <laughs> she is. Uh, I love her. She's great. Um, semifinals of the dusty classic here, the street profits against the authors of pain. So Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, I'm, we haven't done uh, What's Next, Up Next, whatever you want to call us. We haven't done this show in a long time. It's Up Next, man. It's Up Next. <laughs> and we haven't done this show in a long time. Therefore, I, like, I kind of fell off watching NXT. I was in and out. I watched The Takeover, and I watched here and there. Yes. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I forgot who Angelo Dawkins was. <laughs> and he's been Montez here longer Ford. than everyone else in this match. He's been here the longest. I know. Yeah, he's he's got six years under his belt. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, who is this? And then I'm like, I'm like, oh no! I'm like, I don't remember his name. And then Morrow finally said it. I'm like, oh god, thank you. Um, so <laughs> Angela Dawkins is is still here. Um, yeah. Montez Ford is money, man. That guy's great. Yeah, yeah. I so think you know so he's too. Engaged to Bianca Belair. He's engaged. Bianca Belair, wow. the girl with the that whips people with her hair. With her weave? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Okay, that's that's cool. Hey, they could be like a power couple down the line. I there think both go. of them are great. I like her too. Um, Montez Ford has a lot of charisma. I really I really like him. Uh, Nigel McGuinness says they are the sultans of swag. It's all right. <laughs> I just really funny hearing Nigel, Mc, Nigel McGuinness, the guy mm. I used to watch kill people in Ring of Honor, just <laughs> called someone the sultan of swag. It's fantastic. We all got to grow up at some point. <laughs> we all got to go back in time. Y'all got to sell out one day, right? Oh. Um, Selling out is not a bad thing. No, but. never, never. Um, Montez is in here. He starts off with uh, Rezar. He gets right in the face of the bigger Rezar here. He says, uh, I want this more than you do. And as he says that, he gets a pie in the face. And then uh, Rezar yells at him. I think this uh, Rezar, Rezar... Uh, I think he is money in the near future. Um, he's actually, and Mara always mentions it on NXT, that he is a former MMA fighter. I honestly, yep. I've seen his fights. I've watched them. They, he's good. He, he, he's like the next Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I think he's like even younger than me. I think, uh, I think he's like 1990, born in 1994. So he's got time. But I think he's yep. money. I know I used to hate on Authors of Pain. I'm not really a huge fan of them. Paul Othering too. But this guy, down the line. I hope he's Paul Ellering looked great in this match. Yes, love. We're gonna get to this right now. Montez <laughs> Ford um, gets beat up, but he hits. He manages to hit a, a tag in to Dawkins. Dawkins with a running European uppercut. Then the low down pop up spine buster uh, onto um, Rizar or, or Income here. But usually when they hit that move, Montez Ford flies off the top rope and hits a splash, and then they win. That's their their been their yeah. double team move so instead montez is just ringside wiling out he's just walking around with his cup which is a black cup now not the red solo cup but it's a black that's solo been a cup. while now yeah yeah but you can buy them right so now yeah. you know so he's just gotta sell that merch he's just walking around dancing having a good time feeling hype and and not paying attention 
And Nigel's like, well, I guess it's clear. who knows what's in that cup? Um, probably Hennessy, um, which I'm a huge <laughs> fan of. But um, what you, what's the drink? You're a bartender, right? So what's yeah. the drink Incredible Hulk? You've had it, Hennessy uh, and... Um, and uh, 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 not Alize. Uh, it's the blue stuff. Uh, hypnotic. Yeah, man. Oh, that's the drink. That's the drink. Um, anyways, he, that's what, we, well, that's what he, Montez Ford is drinking right now. Um, and... As he's wiling around ringside drinking his drink and showing the crowds going hype, he comes face to face with Paul Ellering. Mm-hmm. The stare down of the ages. He offers Ellering to sip out of the, cu- the cup here. And instead, Ellering slaps it out of his hand to the ground. Boo. What boo? <laughs> he, and, 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 and Montez Ford is just so taken aback by this that... After this has transpired, in the ring, the Authors of Pain hit the last chapter on Angelo Dawkins and pin him. All while Montez is just, like, the cup has already been smacked out of his hand. He's just really upset that his drink was spilled. And then his his partner. How how could you? (laughs) And then his partner gets the double team move and pinned. That's a whole other, like, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Um, and, And the Authors of Pain... Uh, continue on in the Dusty Classic to the finals. Um, Kayfabe-wise, Montez is a dick for getting so hype and not yep. being there when his partner needed him. But I don't know if this is going to lead to some breakup or anything, but it was yeah, very I got confusing. A, I got a gut feeling right away, like when this happened, a split might be eminent in this. And I think it should be because Angelo Dawkins is uh, uh, dead weight. And I think that uh, Montez Ford is money. He, he's great. So. He's I, fantastic. I, he I can really, go a lot yeah. farther by himself. I think he's got a good look. Um, he, you know, he's not like the biggest dude, but I think he's got a look. He's totally charismatic. He's so, yep. so good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but they, they didn't win here. So, yeah, maybe this will lead to some sort of breakup or something. Because, yep. yeah, he – I mean, and he should be the heel in this because he's the one who was – anyways. Well, yep. we'll And it was nice to see Jessica Carr uh, refing the, uh, yes, the match too. Yes, it was very interesting. Um, they sh- yep. I, I would like to see that more often. Yeah. Um, we now so the finals for the Dusty Classic next week. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Kathy mm-hmm. Kelly is backstage with R- William Regal, and um, she is asking him about the the ladder match that he uh, talked about earlier. And he says, "Well, I have found my second competitor for that match, Adam Cole." Baby. Exactly. This is where the Velveteen Dream enters the shot. He says, "Hmm." Regal, you're looking well. <laughs> I love this man. I really love this man. He's so good. Dream says that this match sounds really good, but you know what? If the dream was in this match, it would be the experience that it needs. William Regal says, you know what, Dream? Since debuting here in NXT, you have been super fantastic. You have... You have shown us that you do deserve to be in this match, and you are, in fact, the third competitor in the North American Championship ladder match. So, so far, Adam Cole, EC3, and Velveteen Dream. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, shaping up already. Well, talking about shaping up, 
Uh, Lars Sullivan is back. Um, the reason I say shaping up is because I literally have this in my notes. Um, I've been uh, shaping my beard lately, Dave. Right. I don't know if you I, I noticed that. last time I saw you. I get a lot of. Week. I work yep. at a bar now. I get a lot of people complimenting me on my my beard shaping. Um, mm-hmm. Lars, Lars Sullivan definitely shapes his beard, but I think he he doesn't have the mustache goatee part. He just has no. like the the bottom part. Chin strap. Yeah. Big chin strap. It just, he lets it grow out. So it's just, yep. it's interesting. See, I have it like a, I don't, I mean, I shave my head kind of, I shave it down to a one and my hair has always been brown, but I have a ginger beard. So when I was younger, yes. I really hated it. But now as I grow older and Ed Sheeran has become really popular, uh, I feel like maybe having a, a nice shaped ginger beard is where it's at. Um, so Lars Sullivan is going to be my, uh, my beard idol in the coming weeks because <laughs> wow. he, sh- he shapes it quite nice. Yeah, he does a good job on it. Definitely, he, he always he always grabs it and holds it, and that's what I do. I'm not like uh, your your TM61 always holding my chin though. Um, <laughs> Lars Sullivan, Lars Sullivan is back. He is big. He is dangerous. He comes down to the ring to face a jobber named John Silver. Dave, yes. what Dave? Why does that name sound familiar to you? Uh, What's the first of... thing you think of when you think of John Silver? First thing I think of Dustin Quicksilver from destiny wrestling but that's probably not what you're going for wow see we should have the opposite answers here why what about long john silver <laughs> oh my god there you go <laughs> um but percy had the had the line here he goes john silver he's about to be quick silver because <laughs> lars oh my god because because <laughs> lars is about to kill him oh, this uh, guy's 5'7 178 he didn't stand a chance no <laughs> uh, this this john silver uh well, he didn't. Is John, where's John? So, is it Treasure Island? Anyways, uh, well, <laughs> Lars finds the treasure here because Lars chews him up and spits him out. Uh, he repeatedly tosses him to the turnbuckles. Gorilla presses him into a power slam, then goes up top, hits the headbutt. Then the freak accident is what uh, Nigel or Moro call it. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the Uranagi high side slam and pins the jobber, John Silver, here. Yeah, what did you think of his performance? Of who? John Silver? <laughs> Yes. No, Lars Sullivan. <laughs> I like Lars Sullivan. I just Good. think I think we need to we need to get away from maybe the jobber stuff. Like yeah. get away from this side slam thing too. Because hey, well, you missed you you missed a few matches that he had before he had. I know, uh, yeah, and you know what? I, we, so like he destroyed uh, what's his name the the dancing dude with the yeah. afro. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've seen, I saw that. We've seen yeah. some other stuff from him. He's good. Remember yeah. when he tossed the guys out in the garbage, Dave? Remember oh, the good old so days good. when Lars oh. Sullivan hated you and hated and hated and killed Jobber so much that he would beat you really quickly and then take you outside and put you in the garbage. Yeah. I love this guy so much. He should do that. He should continue, and then you'd be called a garbage man or something, which I don't. I love how he used the word unequivocally. Yeah, let's go into that. So after this match, um, if you weren't a fan of Lars Sullivan before, you might still not be now. Kathy <laughs> Kelly is backstage with William Regal. And Lars Sullivan walks by and he goes, Lars, what a great performance. You're just the guy I want to talk to. You are now added to the North American Championship ladder match. And mm-hmm. this, is where, this is where he uses words I don't know. You tell me what he said here, Dave. I don't know the exact. I just heard unequivocally, he unequivocally. and I was just like, he is amazing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I kind of think it's super funny having the big, big, crazy, scary dude using smart words in his like promos it's really funny um so he says unequivocally uncategorically i will bring the destruction to take over new orleans but he says but regal 
I want Killian Dane. He, William Regal says, hmm, how interesting you say that. Because Killian Dane is now also added into the ladder match at TakeOver. But if that's not enough, next week before TakeOver, Lars Sullivan will face Killian Dane one-on-one next week on NXT TV. That sounds like a money matchup, Dave. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Unequivocally. That unequivocally. Yeah, unequivocally. Unequivocally. Amazing. Whatever. Amazing match. I bet um, you it's going to be great. Who uh, do you think is going to take that one? I think it'll end in some sort of uh, mismatch brawl because, yep. you know, we got to save the, the, the big you know stare down or fight off here for the takeover, the ladder yep. match. Um, Sounds good to me. We now go to um, what what could have been a match. I really don't know what was supposed to happen here. But Dakota Kai comes out, the leader of Team yep. Kick. Um, poor Dakota Kai. Poor Dakota Kai. Um, to no reaction, she comes out. And but what's this? There's there's a there's an altercation going on in the parking lot. We we need to take you there. <laughs> they really don't care about a few of these superstars. No. TM sexy sixty one. Who cares about you, Dakota Kai? Hey, let's go outside. <laughs> We now find uh, Cian Almas is, is, is backstage attacking Alistair Black. Uh, he's just beating on him. And Alistair Black is, in fact, not wearing black shoes, but brown loafers, bartender. There you go. This is a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. And Almas was wearing the same pant, uh, pant shoe combo that EC3 was. There you go. It's a conspiracy. They're going to the same tailors or something. It's a sponsorship somewhere. Great. They all look dressed fantastic, by the way. Oh, yeah. Really um, good. Yeah. Um, Andrade Cien Almas is tired of being disrespected. How do I know this? Because he is telling me this as he is beating on Aleister Black here in the parking lot. He finds a, a cooler, a water cooler full of ice water, and he takes Aleister Black's head and he dunks it into the, the, the cooler just for a few seconds and pulls him back out and then yells at him in Spanish. I love that. Attempted manslaughter right there. Yo, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill this man. That's probably the only way you're walking out of New Orleans with your championship is if you kill him because you're going to lose if you treat your opponent this way. He's going to be mad at you come that match. But he beats on him and he beats on him and he yells, respect, respect. And then the camera follows them as they come into full sail past the makeup booths and some of the backstage area here through uh, a side curtain into the arena area. He brings them into the ring while still beating on him, calling him a paro, uh, saying the word respecta and all this stuff. He finally takes a chair and he gives him a nasty chair shot to the back Stands above him and says, uh, respect, 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 pero, pero, pero. Um, and then him and Selena, Selena walk away, the crowd booing here. Um, I like this. I like this a lot. It shows that this guy is a is a mean, mean heel, but it still shows you that maybe he is kind of scared of Aleister Black storyline wise. Um, so yeah, what do you well, think? it's a really good point. Like without a doubt, it shows that he, that he he is taking Aleister Black as a serious competitor, a serious threat to. But his, he's trying uh, to get the, the, the cheap shot in, you know, yep. trying to trying to get him get in his head, so to speak. But there is still one week left before Takeover, so obviously that's there's something going to happen uh, before then between these two, which sounds very interesting because yeah, Aleister Black has is has he even lost yet? Like not yet. Yeah, so it's like. He's he's got to watch out for that that black mask, Dave. Mm-hmm. Who's winning that match at Takeover? Alistair Black. Alistair Black. I think so too. 
think uh, Almas can go up to the main roster soon. Mm-hmm. Almas, Almas can retire. He did. A, he has a, far, a five star match under his uh, his belt now. Yeah, he, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's good. I, I thought this was really good. Um, now our main event of the evening. The Dusty Classic semifinals here. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn against Sanity. Uh, Wolf and Young. This match starts off. Dunn gets a quick two-count roll-up on EY, then kicks him in the arm, uh, attacking the, the arm and hand here of Eric Young, which pisses him off quite quite much. Uh, I don't know why, but it did. Um, Sanity work on Pete Dunn for a little bit here until he gets his huge right elbow to Eric's face. He tags in Roddy. Roddy hits a backbreaker, and the, but keeps him there on the knee, and Dunn hits like a knee off the second rope which, onto Eric Young, which looked like it hurt so much. I think mm-hmm. you can see Pete Dunn actually apologizing to him while going for the, the cover, because it looked like it hurt. It's, uh, it's a... It's a hurtful move. Um, Pete Dunn <laughs> then works on the arm of Eric Young, stomping him and stopping him from getting the tag. He then gets a body scissors, trying to go for the, the Kimura there or whatever. And uh, But Eric counters it into a suplex. Wolf gets in, hits a German on Roderick Strong, a Death Valley driver, but Roddy is too strong. He kicks out. Um, Sanity hits the, the Youngblood wheelbarrow neckbreaker, but it's kind of like a double-team combo move here, which looked really yeah. cool with Wolf doing like a powerbomb kind of thing. Um, but Dunn sneaks in to break up that three count there. Um, Wolf then uh, is, is is going up top and tries to jump onto Dunn, but he hits him with his... his Pete Dunn does that crazy like forearm thing, right? Like yeah. It's one of his standard moves where he just kills you with the forearm. And he makes the slap noise so loud. I don't know how he does it, but it's great. Um, then Eric Young is, is up top with, uh, with, with Roderick Strong and Roddy's going for a superplex, but instead Eric counters it into like a face first kind of gourd buster off the top rope onto the ground, then hits his huge elbow drop. And man, he still gets, I know you think he has the best elbow in wrestling. Yeah. I think you, yeah, I you're do. the one who says it's Eric. Yes, Young. I am. Yeah. He does I love have the way a, that his arc height. that he gets, it's so beautiful and it just lands perfectly. I love the way he does that. I'm a big Eric Young fan. Yes. Um, he hits it. Only for a two count, Roddy kicks out. This is where things go to hell. Dunn is in there. He gets a German suplex from Wolf, but counters. Lands on his feet. Super kicks him. Roddy hits the end of heartache on Wolf, sending him out of the ring. Eric Young is in there. Dunn and Roddy hit like what what I can only call like a combo of for an assisted bitter end on Eric Young and Pete Dunn pins him and they yep. go on to the final. So it was kind of like Roddy doing the lift up part and then Dunn catches him with like the complete shot kind of uh, uh I don't know whatever face first kind of bitter end as he as he does it, right? And it looked yep. it looked really cool. I thought this was good. Yeah, um, I thought the the match was great. I like that they've uh, totally dropped the dad character for Strong. Yes, uh, yes, and, good uh, point, good point. They didn't mention his wife or kid, not once. It's been a show. while since they have done that. Good. I think they've just dropped it all together, and I think it's a good it's a good thing. Um, I found this like uh, the crowd completely dead. I felt like, like the crowd was kind of dead for this episode. I don't know what time this went on. Yeah. Like if this was the end of a lot of tapings yeah, or something like I that. that but too. it seemed just. Quiet, and I, I got the feeling that the crowd didn't know what to do. They didn't know who to cheer for because Sandy is still a new type of face, face heel, heel. We don't you know. know. And then you've got uh, Roddy and uh, Pete Dunn. You've got a, a face and a heel together, and the, it just seemed like the the crowd was a bit confused. And I thought this was a big upset, to tell you the truth. You think like, Sanity should have went on to the finals to face Authors of Pain? 
I thought that that's what they were going to go to. I didn't gotcha. think that this this uh, this uh, team would have won at all. No, you know, no. and I'm kind of scared that uh, I hope that um, Pete Dunn stays in NXT because I'm really scared what the main roster would do to them. I think he, that the, the main roster would kill everything beautiful about Pete Dunn because mm-hmm. Pete Dunn is an amazing performer. He's a perfect indie style wrestler, and I think that they would just destroy him on the main ro- roster. You know what? Um, Pete Dunn is like 24. He, mm-hmm. he he's young. He needs. He's still going to grow. So I think keeping him in NXT is a good idea. Look yeah. at like what a year ago on on our show we would talk about how hey how come we, we they're not using him he's not even on TV what's he doing he had a crazy yep. crazy match with Tyler Bate last year and oh my and God, then yes. all of a sudden he's nowhere to be seen like how do you mm-hmm. how do you let these two have match of the year WWE wise and, and and these and then they don't even end up on TV so it's like now they're realizing hey. Pete Dunn sells a lot of T-shirts on his pro wrestling website, so maybe we should <laughs> maybe we should put some time and effort into him. He's so good, and he's only 24. So yeah, yep. keep him in NXT for a, a year or something and see where he goes. Because yeah, you put him on 205 Live, and no one's gonna give a shit about him in in two months. So true story. And and yeah. and, and what is the UK Championship? What what does that even mean? Yeah, like, it doesn't mean anything really. So, it's going to mean about as much as the uh, North American championship. So it's just a little interesting. In my opinion, what you should do with the UK championship is what they have been doing with it. If you are from the UK and you go to a lot of live indie shows, maybe you'll understand because he goes to these shows and like defends it. Yep. And and and, and all that stuff. So he shows up at all these progress shows, all these other shows, uh, ICW, yada yada yada. He shows up to all these things. And, and defends the title and you know and, and he doesn't lose it though obviously to non WWE people but I feel like no, that's what they so. want that's what they want for the North American Championship so you give it to someone like I don't know uh, Ricochet and then all of a sudden he shows up in, a, in an indie f- promotion in North America like I don't know Smash Wrestling or, or uh, PWG or whatever I don't know probably not going to happen but it would be interesting if they try to go that dynamic too that's a real neat idea i like that a lot yeah i I mean probably not ricochet but i I don't know it should be ricochet but i don't know it should be it definitely should be um but that is a cool thing because pete dunn does do that look here at uh destiny wrestling pete dunn came out and fought uh austin aries but he he has the the uk championship on him yeah and he is the destiny champion at the time too so it's just like i don't know do they bring a uk show onto the network it doesn't seem like that's what they're doing but they were going to do that at one point and it would have been interesting because I enjoy watching uh, like sometimes I watch the progress stuff and it's quite quite fun to watch it's really good but I don't know where they're going to go with that so that being said all that being said going back to you saying that Sanity should have won this match I sir say you're wrong because mm-hmm. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne are going all the way to win this and I read some spoilers but they're still Going all the way, Dave. Roddy and Dunn. And then Roddy will end up on 205 Live. Yeah. Isn't, well, he, there? I, isn't he there already? Uh, yeah, he's, he's been, he was in that tournament. Yeah, and I thought he was going to be in the main of that. But uh, the main of that is, is fantastic, so that's okay. But anyways, yeah. I, I want to see where this goes. It doesn't mean they have to be a tag team for the rest of their life. But for this, it's, it's pretty good. Roddy is a guy, for me, when I was a fan of, of him in Ring of Honor... He was, he was like thrown into random matches all the time. And you know what? Those random matches used to be match of the night. So, hey, he can do it. He's been delivering match-wise. Story and character maybe not so much, but that, that's okay. Um, and that was, that was our main event. But. 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 Kathy Kelly. 
It cuts back to... She's got a lot of... There's a lot of talking in this episode, I thought. Lots. Uh, Kathy Kelly is there, and she is uh, knocking on William Regal's office door. And he answers, and Kathy says, Hey, I just want to know who is the, uh, the other competitor in this ladder match. And he goes, Hmm, funny you should ask that. I just finalized with him right now. Let me go get him. So he goes into his office, and then he comes... I mean... Then, all of a sudden, the door opens, and Kathy Kelly bites her lip, but we, totally. can't see, we can't see who it is. And then, all of a sudden, Ricochet walks out. Mm-hmm. He looks at Kathy Kelly. He looks at the camera. He says, I'll see you at TakeOver. He winks, and he walks out. And that is the end of NXT this week. Boom. Ricochet debuting, technically, on TV debuting, I guess, in a takeover in the ladder match for the North American Championship. That match sounds good. So it's Adam Cole versus EC3 versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. That's a match. That's crazy. Take my money. Yeah. Dave, who's winning this? Uh, Ricochet? Ricochet? Oh, EC3. Or Velveteen uh, Dream, Dave? What are you ta- What are you talking about? Dream all the way. Dream over. Oh, Dream should be going for the heavyweight or the NXT championship. No, Dream is Dream. That's a tough one. Ooh, you know what? Dream loses. Rick, Ricochet wins, and then and then Black wins the the championship. So yep. for a TV for a TV program, you have uh, Velveteen Dream and, and Black go back and forth because you know they love that feud was amazing. So yep. you could do that, but I just don't know if he's ready for that yet. But man, is he good? So dude, you and I called this earlier this year. We said that, or last year, we we said that uh, Velveteen Dream and Black were going to be feuding over the title by uh, summer this year. There, there you go. We did yep. say that. I remember we yep. said that. I know years and years ago I said that he has the worst gimmick ever, but that was yes, when he was really pushing it. the Prince thing. <laughs> now he's gotten his own thing going on, and he's fantastic. He even has his own shirt, Dave. Mm-hmm. Have to buy oh, it. does he? Yeah, you're gonna. I have haven't to, seen this. It's like a, it's like a giant V in purple and stuff. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> All right, it's interesting to say the least. Um, the end. The end. We did it, Dave. Let's go to feedback. Yes. Feedback hey, we is, got feedback. Feedback is back. We decided, hey, maybe we should go with the post-wrestling feedback. So forum.prowrestling. Sorry. Nope. Forum. Dave, you do it. Forum.postwrestling.com. That's where we posted it. So each and every Wednesday, uh, probably, hopefully, right before NXT is airing at 8 o'clock, uh, we will put up a forum there for our feedback for the week. And Dave, I'm just opening it right now. And it looks like some of our old feedback regulars. Yes, just like sir. the bar, Dave. Just like the bar. Yep. You got those you got those those regulars that show up and they are fantastic people. Sometimes so. you <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um I'm gonna start with our first one here. Um, Mark from Vaughn. I liked each participant in the ladder match getting their own announcement, but this could have been split up over multiple shows. The condensed format made Kathy and Regal look a little silly. Love that Ricochet got the big reveal to close the show. I agree with Everything right there. Um, is the, he's got a question. Is there any doubt in your mind that this will be the the best NXT TakeOver? The card is loaded and there's no cool-down match. It reminds me of the Wrestle Kingdom shows have ended in the last two to three years. What's your prediction match of the for match of the night? And do you think Almas and Black have it in them to hang with the ladder match and the DIY explosion? P.S. Glad to have you guys back. Thank you, Mark. Dave, Thanks what's going to be match of the night at TakeOver? 
Uh, I'm going to say that it's going to be uh, the DIY. Against each other? Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. Fair, uh, fair... You could say that for probably any of these yeah. matches looking at it's it right true. now. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, Other than uh, Ember Moon and um, yeah, Shayna Baszler. I'm not a huge fan of, of of what they've been doing, but I liked the build-up this week. You know what? I'll yeah. even give them a chance, too. They could, they could, they could pull mm-hmm. it up, too. Um, your turn, Dave. Go for it. Uh, we go to heel turn. It says NXT, in my opinion, is WWE's best weekly show. Sure. Totally agree. Always brings great action, storytelling, and payoffs to their storylines. With the introduction of the North American Championship, who do you see taking it? A developed character or a new player like EC3 or Ricochet? How will the title change? How will this title change the layout of NXT product weekly? With now four titles and sometimes a UK title defense on NXT, will it move to a two-hour? time slot i'm glad you guys are back and up next thank you very much for that um well, i'm yeah, gonna I, said, I would yeah. I said yeah, yeah uh as for the time um i don't want yeah it's gonna slot. be yeah no nor less do i less is more yeah I, I agree with you they might stretch out uh, um uh, storylines a little bit longer uh i like a 90 minute show i i might sure. be able to deal with but uh anything more than that and uh you, you risk it uh just becoming the same old shit you know what i'm saying this, it feels like, with it short or with a smaller show or a shorter show it, it builds uh this want and need to yeah. see a, editors and it keeps you coming back i think they're on the right track with what they're doing less is more yeah they keep us coming they keep us wanting more remember when wwe used to be like that mm-hmm. exactly. okay jesse oh. from the six 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 six, 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 six he's gonna be at uh at strikes a mania i i know he's always there and if you're not i'm sorry but um i'm definitely gonna see you there jesse he says first a hearty welcome back to the most positive and millennial members respectively, of the post-wrestling squadron. It is lovely to mm. have you you two me, me, melodious, melodious your two melodious voices back, back in my, in my ear, ear holes. Thank you for using a word I don't know and the word <laughs> ear holes. Um, it says, <laughs> I am unenthusiastic about the prospect of the NXT North American title. I just don't see the point. It was interesting to hear Regal seemed to stress the regional na- nature of the title. But with a northern Irishman competing for the North American title and numerous Americans having challenged for the UK title, it seems a bit silly. Which is too bad because they, if they ever came out with the Australian title, six TM61 might actually win something. <laughs> nah, they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't win it. Just... They probably wouldn't yeah, win it. They would go to Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would. God damn it, Dave, you're right. If there was an Australian title or Australian tag team or anything like that, it would go to Team Iconic over TM61. Yeah. Uh, where are they, by the way? Bring them up to the main roster. Let's go. I'm tired of that. Um, he says, at the end, it looked like Kathy Kelly was thirsting a little bit for Ricochet. I don't blame her. Now, Dave, do you mm-hmm. know what thirsty is? Thirsty? Like, you, you know, like she she should put her vagina back in her pants, oh, I think. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, geez, Dave. Wow. <laughs> Um, thirsty is like when you're like, uh, yeah, sure. Let's go with your answer, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he also ends with Eric Young has weird nipples. Take care. Uh, I don't know. No, his he's not nipples wrong. Are not, fine. I don't want to talk nice. about why I agree with him, but he's not wrong. Really? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're small, but like, okay. I read this earlier and me and my wife were looking at pictures of them. They, they're, they're small, but they're not weird. I think they're fine. All right. They're nice. Eric Young, you have fine nipples, sir. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, your turn, Dave. Alex K. from T.O. Hey, guys. Like everyone here, I, I want to say welcome back to the both of you. Thank you. And was so excited when I heard you guys were back and reviewing NXT. EC3's entrance into, the, into NXT was great with, from the music to the suit to the arrogance. Like he felt uh, like, he felt like his, this show was nothing till he arrived. Very close to Bobby Roode's arrival. So hoping for a similar run like he had with an eventual Whoa. heel. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Does this, yes. did, Alex? Uh, thank you, but did, did Bobby Roode really have a great run in um, NXT? Not in, my, not I, in my opinion. It was all right. There you go. Continue. <laughs> okay. Plus, I picture with his comedic timing the kind of skits we we had when Bo Dallas was in NXT. <laughs> no, nothing ever touches Bo Dallas yelling. Bo he Dallas touched my bum. He touched my bum. That was my favorite. <laughs> that might be the best NXT moment. Screw Almas so... and uh, Gargano. Bo Dallas, <laughs> was Bo Dallas yelling to security. He touching my bum. He's touching my bum. That was great. Yeah. Air, um. Um. EC3 is so good on the mic. So. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Uh, two questions for you guys. First, didn't Lars Sullivan's opponent look like a mini Scott Putzky? <laughs> <laughs> and more seriously, how would you rate the Dusty Tournament on a scale of one to ten? I'd say about a three. Yeah, it's it's kind of too like TV TV. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I thought this was ending at uh, Takeover. They're they're ending it uh, next week. Dave, do you want me to, Dave? I'm not, no. I, I can't do it. I'm not no. going to, I'm not no. going to, I'm not no. spoiling anything. Don't, not spoiling. don't do it to I'm me. Don't do it anything. to the people. <laughs> Everyone knows, Dave. Everyone knows. All right. All right. Andre from Edmonton. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> Never mind. Welcome back, gentlemen. No, so glad to, <laughs> glad you remembered. <laughs> Welcome back, gentlemen. So glad to have you back on a weekly podcast. I've missed it. I missed you too. Montez yes. form is going to be a, Montez Ford is going to be a star. His charisma and attitude are amazing. He just needs to get rid of that dead weight of Angelo Dawkins. Wow. He agrees <laughs> with you, Dave. He says he's super excited for the North American title ladder match. Can't wait to see what crazy stuff Ricochet does in the match. He says, I see Velveteen Dream winning. It's going to be lit. Interesting. Yeah, he's Interesting. right. He's absolutely right. All right, all right. We got Charles from in Louisiana. Charles, Charles up, bartenders. Since everyone else is asking about the show, I wanted to ask you guys a couple of non-related questions. First up, Braden, have you ever have you had a chance to listen to either of the rap mixtapes that Hamburger Helper or Wendy's have released yet? If so, what are your thoughts? If not, then why? Um, so I'm not sure if you're aware, Dave, but uh, not a clue. last year or like a few months ago, Hamburger Helper released a, a mixtape, like a rap album. Okay. It was weird. But uh, just this week, uh, the the food chain, uh, fast food chain, Wendy's, have released uh, <laughs> an, a rap mixtape on Spotify, Apple Music, on YouTube, it's everywhere. Um, and they have songs like what, like talking about like, you want beef? Well, you got beef, like, like shit like that. It's really, really funny. Um, and the beats are crazy. I don't know who I'm a, like. I'm a, I like um, hip hop um, because I, I like modern hip hop mostly because I like the beats. I know a lot of people don't like modern hip hop because it sounds like people are mumbling. Blah, blah, blah. The beats is kind of what I do because I like to make beats. Uh, it's like my hobby. And the beats on these things are fire. So I don't understand how Wendy's or why Wendy's made a rap album. But uh, go check it out. Um, I'll play. Uh, I'll play one of the songs at the end of the show. Um, sure. Okay, great. But it's very. <laughs> But he's got a question for you too. Go for oh, it. Oh yes, he he goes to, to Dave. As a sober bartender, what 
are your thoughts on virgin cocktails or mocktails? Do you have any that you suggest to a novice drinker to try? Also, would you suggest mocktails as an alternative for recovering alcoholics? Uh, first of all, a recovering alcoholic, I would not suggest you be in a bar at all. Um, and uh, my views on virgin cocktails and mocktails, I'm not really into that. And like, okay, so my style of bartending, I'm not like your mixologist. I'm not your flair bartender. I'm more of what they call a barman. I, I, I'm more of a, like, I, I look to make sure that everybody is happy. Everybody's having a good time. There's nothing wrong going on. If you need me to make a drink, I can make any kind of drink you want, but I don't like really go into the mixology of things, you know? Um, and as for mocktails and that, I don't really believe in them that much. I like, um, like I'm, I'm like, as you know, I'm vegan and I don't do mock foods, anything like that. I won't have a fake beef or fake mm -hmm. bologna or anything okay. like that. I, that's how I feel on it. But if you want me to do something, I, I'll be able to do it for you. But I don't I don't really push that kind of stuff because it's 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 a lot of work in that low amount of uh, money. You're not making any profit. True. On. Yeah. You're doing all this hard work to make a fancy drink exactly. that doesn't even have alcohol in it. So exactly. uh, I'm if learning. I'm menu, learning, Dave. Yeah. Every time if someone asks you a question menu, about this. I'm yeah. Because if it's on the menu, the company's already put a price point on it. So you're getting paid a proper price for it. But if you're in a bar like, say, Bryden's where I am, and you're you're making these fancy drinks that have no alcohol in it, you're doing it for like a pittance, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, you're not making any extra money on it. And I don't mean to make that sound like I'm some kind of like a uh, money hungry uh, bastard, but I got kids. I got kids. He's got kids. <laughs> He's got he, ends kids it off, he ends it off with, we don't own the bar. We are the bar tenders. Braden and Dave. Yeah, that's right. We need that on a shirt on the back. Of I the love shirt. It. We don't own the bar. We are the bar. I'm I I'm st I'm I'm st I'm new at bartending. I'm I feel weird. Everyone calling me a bartender already. It's, it's, not, it's interesting. Um, we got one just more here. Quickly before you do that one. Yeah. Uh, if you want to say on uh, fast food chains, I found out a real cool little thing. I don't know if you know this, but uh, KFC. Okay, on Twitter. Have you seen this? What what KFC's got on Twitter? What do they do? Okay, so they have like a million followers, and they only follow less than twelve people. Oh yes, I do know this. this and is they follow so funny. six people. That are named Herb and the Five Spice Girls yeah, with it's... 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> well, the reason Wendy's put out this mixtape in the first place is because of their Twitter. Yeah. Wendy's is, Wendy's is savage on Twitter. And if you're wrestling fans and you follow Wendy's, you might know that like, whoever yeah, runs their account loves wrestling. They tweet about wrestling, wrestling all the time. Yeah. So it, Twitter, like social media definitely helps things seem better than they are. Like I personally don't eat at KFC. <laughs> I haven't no. in many, many years, but yeah. that's so funny that they do that on their thing. It's great. Um, oh, we have one more here. Where did yes. it go? Um, who is this? J Tom. He didn't really put his name, but man, NXT is a great place right now. First off, Ciampa is yoked. He looks like a killer. I bet that match or the men's title match would be the best WWE match of the weekend. Also, mm -hmm. this card should be show of the year with every match having a purpose. The most intriguing is definitely the ladder match as I feel there are four legit options to win. Anyway, this week was an A+. Everyone did great. The ending was great with Ricochet reveal. Kathy Kelly eye-bleeping him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think he means eye-bleeping him. Um, <laughs> everyone's getting that intention. Jeez. Wow, this poor girl. She's just really shocked that it's Ricochet. Why has oh, everyone no. have to... <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, if that man does not become a superstar, then NXT would have to be considered a failure. Great to have you guys back in my ears. I hope you have a great long weekend. Do you think that this takeover will mark the start of NXT's 
NXT's new golden era. I think we're in it right now. I think yes, that I think last takeover too. was the start of this yep. golden era because uh, it was really good as well. So yeah, we're in this new era right now. It was in a bit of a lull, in my opinion, when when Bobby Roode was a uh, champion. I just didn't, yeah, it was. Didn't re- I wasn't really in it as much. I, it feels way better now. Um, and yeah, thank you for having us back. Thank you, everyone. That's all the feedback. Thank you for having thank us you, back. Thank you, thank um, you, thank um, you. And again, thank you, everyone, for having us uh, on, on iTunes or your Android phone or whatever you, you get your podcasts on. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star review if you think we deserve it. And give us a, 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 like an actual like review. Or re- we need some like feedback on the, the iTunes page there. So uh, say something. Write something nice. And uh, follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at the same username, the Bray D. Um, I post wrestling things on there all the time. So uh, go on there. And Dave, what about you? Well, if you're uh, not tired of uh, me just yet, Danny Williams and I and myself do a podcast every Thursday called Call to Arms, which you can find on iTunes and any podcasting uh, podcatching app you use. You can follow us at uh, Call to Arms Pod. Follow me at Bartender Dave seventy four. And if you're in the Toronto area, you can come see me in action at Bryden's, located at twenty four fifty five Bloor Street West, across from the st- across the street from Jane Station. And follow us there at Bryden's on Bloor. And if I may. You know, my friends, the word ter- uh, t- tolerance is all over the media these days with tales and sermons of tolerance and showing tolerance towards each other. But for this week, I implore you to show the utmost tolerance to the one in, in to one in particular person more than any other. That person is you. Take a good long look at yourself in the mirror this week and peer deep inside yourself. Look at all you like about yourself. Look at all you hate about yourself and show tolerance. Focus on those things and embrace them because good or bad, they make you the glorious person that you are. You are beautiful. You are important. You are loved. Thank you for allowing us to share this time with you. We are better because of you. Love yourself and each other. And I'll be thinking about you in the shower tomorrow. During that whole thing, I was rolling a blunt, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go f with my tolerance right now. So thank you for listening to Up Next. Again, we honestly um, we're doing this just for ourselves and for you listening, and and we love it. So uh, Dave, uh, stay positive. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Be safe. You gonna get that work. <laughs> Red hair with some pigtails, better check the score of these mills sell. Now that's better. I'm so clever, my bar's chilly, better grab a sweater. You block my tweets, can't squash the beef, and you check my feet and your eyes swelling. How you love that? These straight facts, tryna take the swag, but we don't want it back. I'm a boss chick, and they hate with that, but we tried your food, where the flavor at? You number one, that's a joke. Why your ice cream machine always broke? Why your drive through always slow? Why your innovation just can't grow? It's queen, we need a say more. Nope, uh. That baconator go crazy, that spicy chicken go crazy You can take a fry, dip it in a sauce, it still be so tasty mm. Them little tweets don't face me, no nope. McDonald's be so lazy Why? I know the reason you hate me, cause I'm fast food's first lady It's Queen Wendy up in this thing, y'all can't be the serving them things Y'all too chicky for this beef Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.